This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to Went to Mo King's Meadow, the podcast that follows the Chelsea FC women's team. Last night, we saw Chelsea's rearranged fixture with West Ham take place at King's Meadow. This game was supposed to be the star-studded event at Stamford Bridge. So when West Ham took a shot lead after two minutes, those in positions of power at Chelsea were probably glad this was a more low-key affair. Chelsea started their way through the first half with Sam Kerr again snuffing her lines in front of goal. But thankfully, Fran Kirby... Fran Kirby miskicked her effort in the 40th minute and the ball span into the far corner and brought Chelsea level. Much like the Manchester City game, the second half was an altogether different story. With Kerr getting a gift from some poor West Ham defending and Millie Bright rose highest from a corner to head home Chelsea's third goal. So despite that sh- the shock start in the end, the Hammers were well and truly hammered. And that is the title of tonight's show, Went to Moking's Meadow, Episode 86, Hammers Hammered. On the show this week, in part one, we're going to discuss Emma Hayes' team selection, asking about the changes she made and our slow start again. And then in part two, we're going to look at Chelsea's second half and the impact of the new signings as most of them got meaningful minutes for the first time. Now, if you haven't noticed, this is not Dean, but Jane. And that's because this is our first of all female shows to help empower more women to have a voice and get their opinions heard. I am delighted to announce I'm joined by two very regular guests of the show. Firstly, Kerry, thank you for joining us tonight. Long time no see. It's been a few hours since I haven't seen you, so we literally see each other, Lily, every day at the moment. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. And we're also joined by Tracy Brown from Chelsea Pride. Chelsea, Tracy, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I spent time with Kerry this morning and I only saw you yesterday. So, yeah, usual, really. <laughs> I feel like we just see each other all the time. Yeah. Let's get into the game then that took place this past Wednesday night, 28th of September at Kings Meadow. Chelsea lined up this one in a 4-3-3 formation with AKB in goal. 
Eve Perisset, Millie Bright, Kadisha Buchanan and Magda Eriksson in defence. Erin Cuthbert sat at the base of midfield with Fran Kirby and Desi Fleming. Further forward with Guru Writer and Katerina Skitsov. I can't even pronounce her surname. Anyone want to help? <laughs> uh, we'll just go with Katerina. I'm not going to try and pronounce it and muck it up. I actually have now the subs. I have perhaps in the ones earlier. Who was supporting Sam Kerr in attack. Emma Hayes used all five available subs, bringing on Neve Charles, Bethany England and Lauren James. Okay. Dean's actually made a mistake in this script because he said that... Oh, no, he hasn't. Sorry, that's just me reading it wrong. But <laughs> he... <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. Um, so Emma Hayes used all five of her subs, bringing on Neve Charles, Bethany England and Lauren James for Eve Perisay. Katerina and Fran Kirby in the 63rd minute. And in the 72nd minute, Johanna Reitering at Katerid and Jelena Kanvik, I think. We know this. This is not the good podcast for me, is it? Replaced Guru Wrighton and Sam Kurt. This left Sakira Musevic, Des Carter, Anik Nowen and Sophie Ingle as unused substitutes. That's why Chelsea had 71% possession, 19 shots, 8 on target, 13 corners and 5 fouls to West Ham's 29% possession, 4 shots, 2 on target, 1 corner and 15 fouls. Kerry, in our preview to this, we suggested Emma would make a couple of changes. What did you make for her starting with Eve in for Marin and Katerina in for James? I mean, it made sense because you don't know, you don't want to keep pushing Marin because you're just not 100% sure. So that's quite, that was a, that was fine. And I guess she was changing systems. That's why she didn't play James. But it kind of made sense because, of course, she knows West Ham very well. So I guess they both do make sense if you look at it logically. Yeah, Tracy, it made sense for Katarina to play play this game seeing as she used to play for West Ham it just was a given opportunity someone that knew West Ham very well yeah I'm sure Emma had pulled her aside earlier in the day and said right give me the juice on West Ham and then if you do that I'll play you <laughs> so um there we go that was what Emma says like you know give me the dirt you start today so on the pitch she was <laughs> and, uh, none of us are going to start guessing what Emma's going to do anyway we're three games in She's, there's been different lineups all over the place, and we've got a very large squad, so there's going to be a lot of rotation. Yeah, and it's quite good that we have such a large squad, squad with the amount of games we've got coming up to be able to rotate them and sort of have different sort of formations to sort of work with. Kerry, what was the reaction like this amongst the supporters group at the lineup when it was announced? I think it's now the guess of who's not even in the squad because we're all like, okay, so who's not even in the squad and who's going to be sitting in the stands with us? But I think it was it was a standard. I think everyone just, I think we've all just given up with what we just, whoever plays, plays. There's no yeah. expectations. Yeah, I know when I look at it, I think, right, who's not actually been put on there at all and who's injured, who's not injured? Um, But it just... I don't think it surprises us anymore. We sort of expect we expect the unexpected with Emma. Definitely, because as you said, we just don't know. So it's best just to go with the fly with that. All that talk was quickly forgotten, wasn't it, Tracy? After that West Ham goal, a real shock to the system, wasn't it? 
Uh, I think we were still in the dressing room and I just don't think we were, we were switched on quick enough and just sloppy defensive mistake. Um, I think, you know, we, we need to be, the moment that whistle goes, we need to be on it. And it was just a sluggish start. It all seemed to happen sort of very, very quickly as well. But again, it was poor defending from Buchanan to give away the corner in the first place. We was talking about her on Tuesday's pod about having to adapt quickly. And again, last night showed why some people have some concerns about her. Kerry, what did you think of her performance? Like, she's so cool and calm on the ball, but then she just has these erratic moments at the at the last couple of games. But look, again, she's only been in, she's only played three games. So we've got to give her time to adapt and she's painted a whole new back line that she's never played before and first time in the English league. So it's going to take time. We've seen previous plays in the past taking years to get used to it. Yeah, I think... I reckon she'll be fine. I really do. Mm. Yeah, come after the international break and a couple more games, I think she'll sort of fit in quite well with the team. Tracy, although we conceded very early on, I think that goal was sort of a blessing in disguise because now Chelsea have something to chase. Yeah, we yeah. I there's there's two sides to that though. Um, a we don't do well when teams just sit behind the ball and bar that goal, West Ham did nothing. Um, you only got to look at the stats; they really did nothing after that goal. Um, so we don't tend to do well at breaking teams down. Although to be quite honest, the post and crossbar etc are not our friends right now. Uh, our Sam. Um, so no, I mean obviously to actually score a goal before half time was well you know was huge um but it it was one of those games where we started slowing as the game went on we just got better and better and better to be fair but um we need to shake off this rustiness um hopefully after the international break we'll come back we've got a very packed schedule and hopefully the rustiness has gone out the window and we'll just be a force to reckon with Kerry, not that we played particularly well in the first half but we had a good few moments sam kerr hitting the post twice what did you make of our response to going a goal down? Oh, it was really positive. Like there was like you, unlike the Liverpool game, since that like, we weren't going to score. This game, I felt like we were going to score, and once we got the f- equalized, we were going to win. So I, I was, I was all, I was, I was happy for how the team responded because it was just such a stupid mistake. You don't need the tallest player in the box with a free header. Yeah, I think we all sort of knew once that first goal went in from us, we would have just sort of gone on to win the game. But it was literally just getting that very first goal. Um, I feel like I can take credit for the first goal again because I did return from the toilet. So I feel like I sort of I sort of made it happen. We did finally equalise through Fran Kirby getting her third goal in as many games. She said afterwards that she miskicked it and we were glad that she did, didn't we, Tracy? You know what? If she miskicks everything and it goes in the back of the net, I really don't care. I wish I could miskick something and score a goal like that. I mean, to be quite honest, she's on fire at the moment. She's playing phenomenally well. Um, you know, I don't know if, again, I think there's a lot more to come. Obviously, we do have to balance illnesses and stuff and and problems. And you know, there'll be games where you know maybe you don't need to start uh, Fran, but so far the performances have been um, electric. What I'd love to see though is her and Sam doing more work together like they were in the past. And that's just positioning. And I think 
over time they'll re they'll re-pick that back up again yeah I think where sort of Fran and Sam haven't played sort of for so long together it's just a matter of time we did see sort of a little bit they were sort of trying to pass to each other and help each other out but just a couple of times it didn't work as smoothly as what it did in previous seasons that goal just changed the narrative of the game doesn't it Kerry if West Ham go in at 1-0 then they come out for a second half with their tails up but the fact they've conceded just before half time means they've got a long 45 minutes coming up doesn't it yeah, because you just know if we went, it'd be a different team talk if we were 1 0 down and Emma might have made subs then. But then you also know if West Ham were 1 0, they'll just do what they carried on, just sitting behind the ball and hoping for the best. So the team definitely, it was a good time to score. I think no matter what team you play against and no matter who's playing, I think to score just right before half time just mucks up the whole other team's game plan. They sort of thought they had it easy, but then they sort of managed to get one back and then switched it all up. Tracy, just as I mentioned, free and free for Kirby. For a player who didn't take part in pre-season, she's had a great start, hasn't she? I mean, I've, I've, whether it's on the bounce of how good she was at the Euros, um, clearly fighting fit um, and raring to go. And this is one of our absolute class players who somehow seems to get better and better and better. So, you know, um, she's going to have our support no matter what, really. But, I mean, I'd love to see those those goal, that goal tally just keep going up this season. Kerry, when Fran came back from her illness a couple of seasons ago, we said she was playing at her highest ever level. Do you think she can top at this season and sort of go that one step further? Well, you hope so. But I, I never like putting pressure on Fran because she's just such... We just love her. And I just, I don't know, I just don't like putting extra pressure on her, but of course she can, she, the sky's the limit with Fran because she's just such a talent in our squad. Yeah, I feel like we just got to let her do what she wants to do. Like, no pressure. If you want to score, score. If you don't, don't. Like, it, you feel like you just don't want to hurt her in any way because she's just so like, like, she's so fragile. You just don't want to push her too far. You say that, but when she's on the ball and she's running at people, she doesn't look fragile at all, to be fair, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, but no, I think I, I, Emma's going to know how to balance her and when and when not to play her. And, you know, Fran has such a good relationship with Emma that I think if she said, look, I need a couple of games out, I can imagine Emma would be fine with that. And we have a big enough squad to be able to take that pressure. Yeah, definitely. With the sort of squad what you've got this season, if Fran needs to take a step back, she can, which I think is quite good and a good thing to have a big squad just in case anything does happen. We have got players to sort of step in and help out. We're going to take a quick ad break now, but before we do that, a reminder that our summer series celebrating the 30th anniversary of the creation of the Chelsea FC women team is available in full on our Patreon channel. Subscription costs £5 per month and in return you help support the show and get access to the interviews with Tony Farmer, George Michaelis and Matt Beard. Head to www.patreon.com forward slash went to Kings Meadow. Join us after this quick ad break for part two. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. 
In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Real fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to part two of Winter Mo Kings Meadow. We're still here reviewing Chelsea's 3 1 win over West Ham. Tracy, second half and a different Chelsea again. It feels sometimes like they just desperately need that Emma Hayes rocket at half time, doesn't it? Oh, I would love to be in the dressing room to see what she said. Just a fly on the wall. (laughs) Oh, what I would love to do to be in that room. Um, I mean, it was just that sluggish start. I think basically a bullet up everyone's backside and all of a sudden they come out and they're a completely different team. Um, I think it's just some minor adjustments that needed making. We were making progress throughout the first half. And again, I think it was just... Actually... I think we all realise that when we're watching us, when we all run forward as a unit, we are scary as a football team. And once everyone's, you know, at that same pace and is going for it, actually, we can beat absolutely anyone on our day. Um, And I'm sure West Ham would have been really disheartened knowing that they've gone in 1-1 after scoring so early. Um, So the momentum was with us straight away. And obviously, you know, we made sure that we kept the pressure on. and to be quite honest, West Ham at that point already looked like they'd given up. Yeah, I think after that uh, first goal of ours went in, they sort of, sort of, it hit them sort of like, oh, actually, I don't, I don't think we're going to win this. And you could tell when they come out for the second half, they wasn't sort of all there. And I know a lot of people would love to be in that dressing room listening to Emma's Hayes's conversation with them players at half time. Kerry, we spoke at length about Sam Kerr in the last episode, and last night she had good chances hit the post twice and put a great chance wide. It feels like everything was going against her, but she gets that lucky break and she gets her first goal. 
that could help kickstart her season, couldn't it? A hundred percent. I just think she, Sam's such a confident player. She needs the confidence. So getting that goal will do her the world's goods, and hopefully, will she'll just be flying, flying goals at Kings Meadow and away. Yeah, I think it just was taking that one goal. But typically, international breakers now hit. Tracy, but hopefully she can score a few more for Australia on the Kings Meadow pitch and come back as the Sam we know and love. Yeah, I think it does come down to confidence. I think, you know, I think it's only small little things that can play on players' minds. At the end of the day, you know, hitting the post consistently, things just not falling your way. Um, I think now that goal's gone in. If you think back a couple of seasons ago when, you know, when Sam first joined, everyone's like, oh my gosh, she's not going to do anything. Once confidence builds... Um, she, we know how good Sam is. We, we've seen some phenomenal goals from Sam. And, you know, it's very early in the season. There is a lot of football to come. And again, an international break. I'm sure she'll love the fact that she doesn't have to really go anywhere. And she gets to play um, at Kings Meadow in front of a packed Chelsea slash Aussie crowd. Um, and then, yeah, I think, you know, it's because she doesn't have to go far. You know, hopefully she's raring to go because we have... Um, a very busy schedule when uh, when those internationals are over. Yeah, I think it just comes sort of every season. Players don't always start the best and it just takes them time to sort of fit back in to sort of the team after being away for so long over the summer. We then saw Millie Bright score a great header to make it 3-1. Kerry, it feels like there's a sense of... I'm going to reword that. <laughs> Kerry, it really doesn't matter that and no matter how bad sort of Chelsea are playing, not that we played, we actually had a good game last night. And um, we're going to score and win games regardless, aren't we? Yeah, especially when Millie scores, you know, when Millie scores, we're on the pitch. Um, we've got goals throughout the teams. Like we, we luckily we don't know, we don't rely on one player, so you know the goals are going to come somewhere. It's just just building that everyone like knows what they're doing with each other and. And hoping for the best. I feel like we all joke every game if Millie scores were on the pitch and then she just sort of pulls one out of the yeah, bag. I literally, I literally sang that before the, she scored. Literally seconds before. It was like, I, heard, I heard you singing it and then I saw Millie score. I was like, right. Yeah, it, was like, it, was seconds. it was seconds. It was ridiculous. Tracy, after that, Emma Hayes rung the changes. Let's start with Eve going off. What did you make of her performance? When you look at what the sort of the papers and everything are given her, they only gave her I think it was six out of ten. Actually, you know, it's it's not not easy when you're coming into a new team. It's not easy when you're playing in a new country. We know she's got a lot of talent. I'd like to see her um, when she's bombing down the wing actually put balls in first time. We know she's capable of do, doing that. But she did that for France, obviously in the Euros. She has an, a massive amount of talent. Um, and again, like all of our new players, uh, you know, whether they, they started yet last night or whether they come on as subs, we, we have a phenomenal team of people. It's going to take them a long time. And people don't tend to like this when you get new players. It takes people time to gel and get used to where they're playing. It's, we have one of the best leagues in the world uh, when it comes to the women's game. And, you know, it's different. The pace is different. And I think... Eve and everyone else who was on the pitch did really well. And I think actually they will just get better. 
I think it was nice that so many of our new players did get sort of a fair amount of minutes last night. Uh, Kerry, we also saw Katarina go off. I didn't think she started the best, but she slowly grew into the game and she got an assist as well. What did you make of her performance? Yes, I thought she was all right. I think, you know, she's a big Chelsea fan. First game at Kings Meadows against her old team. There's probably going to be a bit of nerves. So I thought, she, I actually, and I really liked her corners. Of course, mini score from the first, um, from one of them, but there was a few good corners as well. I think she'll, again, she's one of those where we'll get to see her more and she'll start detecting more games. I think the main thing about all these new players, so a lot of them have come from international leagues. So it is them just sort of fitting in with how the WSL play and how Chelsea play. We also got a better look at, at Jelena last night. She created more chances than anyone else on the pitch. Tracy with three, she could be a bit of a secret weapon for Chelsea, couldn't she? Yeah, I, I do think, I do think, you know, looking at the squad and, you know, We've got several secret weapons, I think. Um, I mean, to be, to be quite honest, I think we do. I think, you know, bringing anyone on, anyone making, as I say, debuts who played really well. Um, yeah, I think we've got to look at the balance of who's going to start games, of which we're never going to be able to work that out because this is Emma. Um, and who's going to be, you know, those wonder subs. You know, there's that that golden word of a wonder sub and people who can come on and make a difference in a game. Actually, I thought every substitution that was made, and Emma obviously used all of them, everyone made a difference to to the game as they come on. Everybody did. Actually, when we started making substitutions, we got quicker as well. And often Emma doesn't make substitutions that early. She holds back and would never normally use all the subs. And actually, last night we had a really good blend, and it's the first time we got to see players and how they play. Um, I think it was actually really fun to actually see that dynamic. And also, you know, we're beating a London rival at the same time, which is great. I think although it's sort of a shame not everyone can start a game, but some players are actually better coming off the bench and not starting a game, because they can sort of impact the game more and help sort of grow the game and get sort of, the stuff that we need. The last of our new players was JRK. Kerry, she again looked lively. It feels like these players just need to start a few games, but it's not that simple, isn't it? No, it's never simple when you join Chelsea and you've got Emma as your manager because Google knows what formation she plays, what players she plays. But I, I was actually really impressed with JRK. She, like, going back, like, knocking people off the ball, like, fighting for getting the ball back. I've got really good hopes for her in the for the that's again again it's the same with all the other new players just playing more games and we can get to see more of them. Tracy, we can't talk we cannot talk about the performance about Lauren James. Her confidence appears to be growing week in, week out. She was excellent, wasn't she? It's just a shame about the penalty that she unfortunately missed. Well, I mean, obviously, you go back to how good she was at the weekend. She was phenomenal. And actually, her touch and, and, and everything on the ball, she makes it look really easy. Um, yes, the penalty was poor. Um, maybe Reese should stay away. She might have done better if her brother wasn't watching over her. Um, I think at the end of the day, we saw something yesterday that we, didn't, we don't normally see. There was almost an argument over who was going to take the penalty. We don't tend to see that. So it looked like, you know, one minute Bev's holding it and then, you know, everyone seems to be sort of jousting for the ball, which we don't tend to have. 
Personally, for me, she shouldn't have taken it. I think Jesse should have taken it. Um, at one point, Jesse was there arguing about it. Hopefully, we don't see that again because it's not fun to see that. And actually, it can put someone off taking a penalty if there's arguments on who's actually going to take it. Because then if it doesn't go in like it didn't, then obviously that will filter back into the dressing room. So I wouldn't want to see that again. Her outright play has got a lot better. I can't wait to see her actually scoring goals. That That's what I want to see. There's a lot of pressure taking a penalty. It's never easy. Lucky it didn't affect the game um, in the long run. Obviously, I think we should have easily won by at least six, to be fair, last night. Um, but as a player, now she's had time to rest from injuries, the fitness from when she left that scummy team to come into us. Um, I think she's, I think again, and she's young, she's definitely going to improve. I think what we sort of saw of her last season, we didn't sort of see her at her fullest. And I think a lot of people sort of weren't sort of questioning her, but sort of thinking, right, this we need more from Lauren. And I think these last two games that we have see her, seen her play, she has improved like loads. Um, although she did miss that um, penalty, Kerry, she did give some stick to the West Ham fans, which we love to see. Honestly, love to see. But I didn't see it. I only saw it when I saw the picture. I think it's hilarious. I mean, that just shows the confidence she's also got. Because if you were on confidence, you wouldn't stick your fingers up with the scoreline. I love it. I personally love it. I think there should love be more it. of it. Love a bit of player banter on the pitch as well as in the stands. It's fantastic to see. Well, yeah, I didn't see it when we was there. And then when I come in from work, mum was watching it and I sort of happened to walk in when it was the penalty. And even when you watch it back on telly, I couldn't really see her do it. But I think it's just the picture. It just makes it makes the game a whole lot better. Um, Erin Cuthbert picked up the Barclays Player of the Match Award. Tracy, she's really come on leaps and bounds in that midfield role, hasn't she? She can never leave. Uh, just thought I'd say that. Um, we need to tie her down to a life contract at Chelsea because, again, very understated. If you actually just concentrate and watch Erin, she's everywhere. She's everywhere in that in that in the centre of the pitch. She again was amazing last night. But this is this is a player that tends to consistently bring quality to the pitch. And with the players that left at the end of last season, it's really a time for Erin to actually shine in that role in the centre of the pitch and literally make it her own. And I think she's actually just going to get better throughout the, the season. And every other team can sod off. You can't have her. Yeah. She's staying for life. And I feel like I feel like she's not going to leave. Like, you wouldn't be sort of been put in this role and play so well if in the back of your mind you know you're going to leave. But I think Pam Christmas should have that lifetime contract signed. Kerry, do not worry. She's not going anywhere. Oh, well, if she does, people buy me tissues. She, Just... can't, she can't leave. She can't leave. I'm not allowing it. We did our own play of the match vote on Twitter. Guru Writing got 11%. Lauren James got 18%. Cuthbert got 29%. And Frank Kirby got 42% of 149 votes. Kerry, I feel like this is a stupid question to ask because I know who you're going to say. But if you had to choose, who would have got your play of the match last night? Oh, that's a tough. Yeah, I'll I'll give it to Aaron because you know <laughs> we're like we're secret besties. Secret besties. <laughs> no, but the thing with the thing with Aaron, she just but if she does, if she loses the ball, she'll go and win it back. Yeah, 
she fights oh, yeah. for it as well she will not give Fair. up but i can get i get why frown won it as uh, got your most votes i as well so i just give it to them all Tracy, would you given would you have given it to Fran or Erin or would you pick someone completely different? Fran was great. To be quite honest, I can understand why she got it. Um, she had a fantastic game, but actually, as a as a collective, definitely in the second half, you could have given it to quite a few players. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm Guru's biggest fan, so Guru, Guru, give it to Guru. Guru gets it. Simply just give it to Guru. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, you know what. Fran is bringing to the team right now, you know, scoring her, her outright play, uh, the way she's picking the ball up and running with it, actually, you know, you can see why she's got it. But if you're looking for someone who was bullish in the middle of the pitch and just didn't give up, then, yeah, it's always going to be Erin. Yeah, I think I would have given it to Erin just because she did have an outstanding performance last night, just not giving up, fighting through the cold weather. Although, to be fair, it probably wasn't that cold. It wasn't cold for, it. It wasn't cold for her being Scottish. Um, but yeah, she deserved it last night. There is one more game tonight, which is Everton versus Leicester. They are currently nil-nil and it's half-time, as I've just checked. Um, I know Everton have had a good few chances. But for now, the win yesterday moved us up to fourth, level with Arsenal, Man United and Villa, who all now have a game in hand. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. Before... Sorry. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for now this week. Tracy... Is anything coming up with Chelsea Pride in the upcoming month? We do have the Rainbow Laces campaign, which we are working on. Um, that's earlier this year because of the men playing in the World Cup. So at the moment, we're working tirelessly with the club to, to tie down what we're going to be bringing to both Kings Meadow and Stamford Bridge. So just keep an eye out uh, on details as they come out. Kerry, is there anything going on behind the scenes that we need to know about? Or is it all? Oh, who knows? <laughs> I say if you want to do Brighton away, at, who based in Crawley, they've got an away section. Everton, I think there's only South with its standing seats only available. Yeah. Game. So. Again, tickets will go on sale for Tottenham game at Stamford Bridge once the club know what time the kickoff is because they're waiting for the TV schedules. And I think. That's all the information on tickets. What my yeah, that'll do. That was enough. I think that's a good lot of information for everyone. So yeah, if you want to buy tickets for Brighton and Everton, they they are on sale still. So get them quick before they do sell out. Thank you both for joining me tonight. If anyone wants to be involved in these shows in the future, please get in touch with us either on Twitter or email. You can follow us on Twitter at mo. Smokings Meadow, Dean at Dean Mears, me at Jane Chapel X, Dane at DWIT9. Kerry, thank you for joining us today. No problem. Thank you for having me again. It's okay. It's, it's our pleasure to have you back. And Tracy, thank you for joining us and taking time out of your evening to talk, talk to us again. That's fine. You know, I'm used to seeing your faces day in, day out. So why not? We get to speak about all things football, so it's perfect. It's a perfect night. We're also on Instagram at Went to Mokings Meadow. You can find Kerry and Tracy both on Twitter, which I will leave their Twitters in the comments below. Don't forget to check out Dean's Chelsea FC Women Takeaway on our YouTube channel. The link in is in the description box of this episode. We're on international break now, but Dean will be back next Tuesday with Talking Tactic episode with Ben, a.k.a 
aka medicine so until next time from king's meadow to wembley keep that blue flag flying high It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.